Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I am Sharla, and I am here this week with Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi, everyone. And Sarah is off this week, so it's just Heather and I. So we're going to chat about the differences and similarities of four different major cruise lines. Last week, we said we were going to have the people from One Little Spark on, but we had a scheduling conflict with them, too. So it's just, <laughs> we've just switched things around a little so bit. It's just us this week. Yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, so um, let's get right into a little bit of Disney news. We didn't have a lot this week that we saw, but Heather, why don't you talk a little bit about the Marvel news that just came out? Well, I think this is really the biggest news uh, of the week for Disney, um, and it was announced yesterday that Disney is going to be starting a global Avengers initiative, um, and the details are really vague. Right now, it's basically just a backstory that came out, but from what I can understand is that the mar- or the Avengers are looking to assemble new recruits. Um, and so at parks around the world, specifically Hong Kong Disneyland, where they already have kind of a recruitment interactive experience that I got to do last year, which is really intense and really cool. Um, they're going to have a new, um, they already have the Iron Man experience, which is kind of like a 3D, almost Star Tours type of simulator. But now they're going to be bringing in Ant-Man and the Wasp um, in a new storyline. So that begins in March. Um, and then out here in California, they are already have the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout at a California Adventure. It looks like they're going to be adding in um, some different interactive meet and greets and recruitment shows, and they're going to be bringing the same thing to Disneyland Paris. So there's no time frame for those two, um, and no, really no more details than that, but it looks like Disney's really trying to expand the Marvel Universe and get fans in a more interactive way to interact with the characters. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, It seems like, especially over at DCA, near the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in that new area, um, the area is not new, but they they took down some stuff over to the the left side of it if you're facing that building, and they put in a whole lot of Marvel stuff there, Um, Mm -hmm. like where the Mad, I don't remember what this area is called, but like where the Mad Tea Party was, Um, it seems like that's just inundated with with Marvel. Yeah, and I think they're going to, Um, From what I understand, and again, who knows if this is true or if things can change, but I think they are taking down all of those sound stages and that whole area, um, and they're uh, they're taking over Bugs Land as well, and I think they're just going to turn it into a big, giant Marvel Land. I hope they don't mess with the... um... Monsters Inc. ride because that's so cute. I think it's going, oh, and I'm really no. sad because I'm it really is sad. really cute. <laughs> the, and the problem with that ride is not the ride itself because it's adorable, but it's it's so hard to find sometimes. I feel like, and a, a lot of times they have the walls up for different yeah. construction they have, so sometimes it is hard to hard to find in there. So it's it's a great tip that there's never any long wait times, but it's just no. And you should go if you haven't ridden it, go ride it because it is really really cute. It's kind of basically like a hide and seek type of ride. It's adorable. Well, the one in um the one in Tokyo Disney Disneyland, you have a you you're given a flashlight and you have to find Boo and light her up. Oh, it's really cute. It's really really cute. So that's my favorite version of it. (laughs) I doubt that they're gonna bring that in since they uh, are probably just gonna get rid of it. But I mean, I like the Marvel movies and the Marvel characters, so this should be a fun 
a fun way I, to do it. I do too. I especially love Captain America. So if they want to bring him to the parks, I'm okay with that. So, um, but if, <laughs> wait, it wait, wait. Is, if they bring a Captain America meet and greet or just a Chris Evans meet and greet, Chris Evans meet and greet, yeah, let's be honest. I <laughs> but I will say if it is anything like what I got to experience in Hong Kong last fall, um, and that honestly was billed as, um, uh, temporary. And now I think we can kind of see why is that they were testing it out to see how it would work and see if they can expand that um, and bring it to different parks. But it was basically, it's a walkthrough attraction and you had um, some of the Avengers on screen. Some of them were characters in person and you basically had to, I don't know if it was a time stone or we had to help the Avengers save the planet. And we were running from room to room and we had, um, you know, agents of shield telling us where to go and screaming at you and you got to interact with Thor and Doctor Strange and it, it was the coolest thing and you kind of like you get out of there after about 10 minutes and you're like I don't know what just happened but I just had so much fun and they don't have anything like that here at the U.S. parks so if that's what they're going to be bringing over here everybody should be really excited because it was a lot of fun. Yeah that sounds really fun. I'm all for very interactive attractions and things like that so Awesome. Well, let's get into um, our main topic this week, which is going to be comparing and contrasting four different major cruise lines. Um, The ones we're going to talk about are Disney Cruise Line, of course, Celebrity Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, and NCL or Norwegian Cruise Line. And these four are the, the main consumer cruise lines is what we'll say about that for now. Um, so yeah. And sometimes it can be hard to decide what cruise line is going to be right for you or your family or your travel party, because sometimes they all look the same. Sometimes it's overwhelming. There's so many different ships and what does each ship have? And each cruise line really has its own personality. So hopefully this will help you all figure out which sounds like it's going to work best for you guys. Right. And so what we wanted to mention right off the bat um, is if you are just looking for a specific port of call, for the most part, any cruise line is going to go there, yeah. especially in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there there might be some differences and they all have a private island or something like that, uh, or m- most of them do. But but yeah, so there's going to be some differences. But if you're just looking to go to Jamaica or Cozumel or most of the places in the Caribbean, any of these cruise lines will take you there. Um, it may not be the week that you want to go or, you know, because they, they have their own schedules that they have to follow and, and all of that. But if you want to go to a specific place, these cruise lines will take you there. And then the other thing we want to talk about are the ships. Um, each cruise line has smaller ships. They've got bigger ships. <laughs> Most of them have new ships uh, coming out. Uh, Royal Caribbean has 10 new ships over the next 10 years. I feel like there is a new ship that debuts pretty much every other month. Like somebody's got a new ship and yeah. it's bigger and it's better and there's all these new things going on. Yeah. Disney has, what, um, three new ships coming out over the next few years too. Celebrity has just released Edge and then another, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but another one in that same class is coming out um, in the next year or two. Norwegian Cruise Line just released the Bliss this year, and what's do you remember what the new one is called that's coming out? Say, Same I category say it's as the Bliss. Joy, but, but I'm not 100% certain on that. I'm not sure. I can't remember either. But the um, 
But yeah, so they're all going to have these brand new ships. They're all going to have tons of activities, tons of family things, things like that. So that being said, let's break it down a little bit and go through it. So let's talk about staterooms first. Uh, Heather, why don't you talk about the staterooms on Disney Cruise Line? Well, uh, Disney Cruise Line is unique in that they have the biggest standard staterooms at sea. So especially on the Magic and Wonder, which were their first two ships, their staterooms are going to be bigger than pretty much every other cruise line that is out there. So if you are looking for some extra space, Disney Cruise Line is really great for you. Um, I also love that the majority of their staterooms, there are some standard inside staterooms that do not have this, but the majority of their staterooms have a split bath. And what that means is in each stateroom, there are two bathrooms. One of them will have a toilet and a sink, and the other will have a shower tub combination and a sink, which is really great for a family trying to get ready quickly. You don't all have to wait for somebody to get out of the shower before you can start getting ready. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, to talk about celebrity stateroom, since I was just on Celebrity last week, I thought that the even though we were in the concierge level, which is, it's not a suite, it's just a little bit of extra perks, but you get, I thought the stateroom was pretty small for what it was. Uh, it was the unique infinite veranda, which was really, really cool. Yeah. But it didn't really add anything to the stateroom. Well, itself. tell us about the infinite veranda because this was a big marketing point for celebrity because I'm very jealous I didn't get to go on this because I think the Edge is probably one of the coolest cruise ships I've ever seen. Um, And that infinite veranda is what they were talking about a lot. Yeah. Well, the Edge is just unique in so many ways, but the infinite veranda is really kind of taken from the river cruises um, where they have that... um, they don't, they don't call it infinite veranda. What do they call it? French, French balcony. Um, but the infinite veranda is basically just adds three feet or so to, to your stateroom. And there's some chairs on it. <laughs> then they have these two bifold doors on either side so that you can close it up. And it could be a veranda if you wanted it to be the traditional veranda, but basically your whole stateroom becomes the veranda. You just push a button and it lowers the glass all the way down. Okay. And then you have the the wall, just the same as you would on a just a regular balcony room. And but you can just lower it and raise it to have the whole stateroom or or, you know, one veranda. So we never closed those bifold doors. We kept them open the whole time. We didn't see a need to to close them. So then when we closed the veranda up at night, it was just we could see out. It was it was Uh really lovely. And the good thing about it was because it's a glass pane that closes up the veranda, the veranda floor wasn't ever dirty or didn't feel salty out there. You know, like a a lot of times on cruise ships, if you go out onto your balcony, it just feels like it's, it hasn't been, it's not as clean as the the inside, obviously, because, you know, the ships are exposed to the sea and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Um, But yeah, it was, it was really, really a lovely addition, but you know, on the other hand, it, we just, we sat out there a few times, but it wasn't that, that big of a deal if we wanted to just on a regular cruise to go and sit on your balcony, <laughs> yeah. <open> that door. <laughs> yeah. But it was really neat. Um, and, and I think that maybe on a longer cruise, we would have enjoyed it a little bit more, but this was just three nights. So it was a little bit different. Um, 
And then let's talk about Royal Caribbean staterooms. Well, I guess it depends on the ship that you get, right? I feel like Royal Caribbean has about 9,000 different categories of staterooms with all different views. And they have, um, you know ocean view but then if you're on one of the bigger ships they have a neighborhood view so maybe you're looking at the central park or you're looking at the boardwalk neighborhoods and then they have an interior promenade so really you have an inside stateroom but then you have a a window that looks out into the little shopping area of their their uh ship so (laughs) royal caribbean tends to be really confusing with their (laughs) staterooms They also have the virtual balconies. Yes, which is super cool that nobody else has. That's pretty mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, so this is just a basically it's a huge TV that's put vertically and it's so Disney kind of did this with their virtual portholes, um, but they're just small portholes. These are full balconies and it, and they have cameras along the outside of the ship so you're actually seeing where you are on the ship. Um, outside your your room, which is which is pretty neat too. Um, yeah, so like you said, Disney started it first, right? And they did the virtual portholes, which is really basically just a video screen that's hidden behind a fake looking porthole, and it looks like you are looking out onto the ocean. And they have video in real time of what you would be seeing had you had an outside stateroom. Um, on Disney, it's really cute though. Every so often, a little Disney character will kind of like fly yeah. by or pop up out of the ocean to say hi to you. So that's cute. Um, but then Royal Caribbean a few years ago came along and did this on their Oasis class ships. Um, and it's it's really cool. It, it's literally a floor to ceiling video screen that looks as if you have a balcony. It's really neat. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And um, you can turn them off. So it's not like you have this glowing screen on when you're trying to sleep. You can turn them off if you would like. And I think on Royal Caribbean, they even have a curtain that just comes in front of it. So it really makes you feel like you're in your in your stateroom at night um, with the with the curtain closed instead of having the balcony. So it's it's just a neat idea. Makes you feel like you're a little bit bigger room. Um, NCL staterooms. Uh, Heather, you have not been on NCL or you did one time, right? I did. I've toured them several times. I think um, NCL is really kind of standard what is different is kind of on their epic and epic class ships mm-hmm. um, are their staterooms that are that are shaped like waves. So it's not a square. And uh, Charlie, you went on this ship and yeah. I feel like you can really speak to the uniqueness of this stateroom. Yeah. And I had, uh, so first of all, we were in a, a mini suite, which um, is just slightly bigger than a regular balcony stateroom. And it was it had the most storage i've ever seen on any cruise line so that was incredible there were imp- plenty of empty cabinets which is unheard of on most on most cruise ships when you unpack um but yeah the uh i feel like the stateroom was very pretty in the sense that it curved and had had that feel to it but yeah, it was odd to just open the door and have the bathroom right there. You didn't really have a bathroom. It was just one one little plexiglass thing for a toilet and one little plexiglass thing for a shower. There was no bathroom per se. And then there was a sink, but it was right next to the bed. So it was interesting, but you know, we made it work. It was it was fine. I had heard mostly negative comments on it and I wouldn't say anything negative. It was just different than than what we were used to it's not right it's not wrong it's just different 
Yeah. And probably if it had been like myself and my husband, it would have been different but for, you know, for modesty's sake, mm-hmm. but it was just me and a friend. So it was, you know, we had, but we, we never had an issue. We just made it work. So it was all fine. <laughs> Um, just okay, if you're so, going to travel in those state rooms, make sure you're comfortable with who you're traveling with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so while we're on the subject of state rooms, though, I do want to mention um, the different uh, levels of state rooms, specifically the different levels of suites. Yes, suites. Um, we, so I, yeah. So I mentioned on celebrity, we had the C three, which is a concierge. Uh, level. And all that entitled us to was canapes in the afternoon and uh, priority embarkation and disembarkation. There really wasn't many perks to it other than that. No sweet perks. Well, um, when Sarah and I, we sailed on the Celebrity Equinox earlier in the year, all of us, um, and Sarah and I stayed together and we had a sky suite, which is kind of like... um, a junior suite on other cruise lines. So it was slightly bigger than a standard uh, stateroom, but it wasn't multiple rooms. It was still just one room. Um, But we also got canapes in the afternoon. We got fresh flowers delivered to the room. Um, But on top of that, we had butler service, which was fantastic. Um, You know, if we wanted a cappuccino or a coffee or a hot chocolate, he would bring it to our stateroom so we could sit on the balcony and um, enjoy that. Uh, We had, he would bring us breakfast in bed if we wanted it. You know, we had fluffy robes and slippers and we had upgraded toiletries in the bathroom as well. So it was just a little added level of comfort and luxury. Nothing over the top, but it was a really nice way to cruise. Yeah, and NCL um, has this too. We had the um, the mini suite. I don't think that gave us any perks at all, except for a slightly larger room. But and Royal Caribbean has a hundred different levels of suites. Um, they've got their junior suite, which doesn't give you a, a ton of perks. But then they've got you know going all the way up to this ultimate family suite that you may have heard about <laughs> on Symphony of the Seas or um, some of the loft suites that are really neat, things like that. But the thing that I think Disney Cruise Line is lacking in this is the fact that they don't have any of those other levels. It's either, you know, you go from balcony and then family balcony all the way up to these concierge rooms that they're just a little bit larger state rooms. And then they do have a couple of these grand suites, but none of them sleep more than five guests. So I really feel like they're lacking in this area. Yeah, Royal Caribbean is hard to put a family of five or more on their ships because not many of their staterooms fit them. Um, The ones that do tend to be the really uh, pricey, higher-end, you know, two-bedroom aqua theater Mm -hmm. suites or the family suite where you're going to spend around $20,000. So it's not really an affordable option. Um, but you do get a royal genie, and that's pretty cool. Um, so it's probably worth the money, but you know it is pricey. Yeah, I just I do wish that Disney had a little bit more in the way of like some sort of lower category suites, um, something like that. But until they decide that they want to hire me as their <laughs> designer or decider, I guess more than designer. Um, but I haven't applied for that job. So no, I'm no hard feelings. Well, I mean, you should, this (laughs) Um, could be your new job. We don't know. (laughs) Um, all right. So let's move on to, um, dining real quick. Um, I, I feel like you're going to get a very similar experience with all of the dining on all of these 
all of these cruise lines. Um, Celebrity and Disney, I think, are the best Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. Absolutely. Um, but they each have specialty restaurants. Royal Caribbean has a lot of specialty restaurants, as does NCL. But there's so many options for included food that you don't need well, it. Well, I think um, what Disney does differently than all of the other cruise lines is something called rotational dining. And that basically yeah. means – and I mean, when they came out with this years and years ago, this was revolutionary in the cruise industry. Usually a cruise line has one – giant three-story main restaurant um, and that's where you dine every night but what Disney did is they made three main restaurants and you rotate between the restaurants every night on your cruise so if you know you're dining in a different restaurant every night but the cool thing is is that your wait staff comes with you so you're not having different waiters every night so they really get to know you and know what like what you don't like what you can and cannot eat um and they'll start to make suggestions for you by you know the third fourth night of a cruise you're just going to sit down and they're just going to start bringing you things because they know that you're going to love it um which is a really wonderful uh way to cruise you feel like you're cruising with family um and then you know they have one or two specialty restaurants that are adults only so uh disney cruise line doesn't really focus on specialty restaurants the way a celebrity and a royal caribbean will i feel like they almost only want you to eat in their specialty restaurants whereas that's not really the case with disney yeah that's a good point too um but i think that i mean i haven't had a bad meal on any of on any of these ships and I mean, the great thing about doing the uh, doing a cruise line, a cruise dining is if you don't like it, that's fine. Or if you're just you can't decide between two different entrees, get them both. It's, you know, you're on a cruise. You can eat. It's not any extra money. Everything. everything. Literally everything. Eat, Eat it all. Eat everything. And then have dessert and then after dessert go up to oh. the top deck and get that soft serve ice cream or, or go to the buffet you know, sometimes there's a dessert party you know it's yeah. fine oh <laughs> and oh my gosh royal caribbean and celebrity both have in their buffets just about every night they're gonna have bread pudding and i know bread pudding is just the leftover it's just trash. It's left over from the day before. <laughs> it is 100% the best thing in the world. So that's, that's my favorite thing. Um, all right. So, I mean, I really don't think you're going to go wrong with any of these cruise lines for food wise. You know, I wouldn't pick one over the other just for food is what I'm saying. No, but I think my yeah. personal favorites for food are probably celebrity and then Disney. I think they just, they have a level of quality to their food, which is really great, especially celebrity. Um, They kind of build themselves as the gourmet cruise line. So they have a lot of gourmet restaurants and celebrity chef restaurants on board, which is nice Um, on some of their ships, not all, but uh, (laughs) my favorite thing is they have the lawn club grill. Um, And I think that's on one of the smaller upcharges. It's only about five or $10 a person, but you basically, uh, go up there to dine and you can grill your own steaks or whatever you're going to have for dinner. And the chef teaches you how to properly grill it. So it's kind of a fun interactive way to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's all very cool. Um, And then I do want to mention one really quickly, uh, one really bad thing that Disney Cruise Line does not do well. Uh And that is internet. Oh, well, Uh, yeah. Yeah. For those of us who have to work, on the cruise or even if you just want to 
post some pictures or something. Yeah. Um, Disney Cruise Line's options for internet are very lacking. Uh, when we used it, it actually, it wasn't too slow. It was okay. It wasn't the best, but it was okay. But Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, NCL all have some unlimited internet packages and Disney just does not. And that's, it's really sad um, what they have. But that being said, uh, we'll move on to the Kids Club and the different activities that they have on board each ship. I think we all know Disney just does it best, right? They're their kids. That's what they do. So their kids clubs are really, really great. Um, And depending on the ship, I mean, I've been on a few cruises where we did kids club takeovers. Um, They have Andy's room and they have Pixie Hollow. Uh, They have, you know, an Avengers station and it is just so much fun. You get to play dress up and you get to pretend you're a toy, one of Andy's toys. And yeah. oh gosh, it's so much fun. And then they have different, obviously, activities throughout the day. So maybe characters are going to come in and do a dance party, or maybe they're going to be making slime in one of the things, you know. And then they also go on adventure adventures throughout the ship. So maybe they're going to go up to the bridge and meet the captain or things like that throughout the day. Yeah, it's it's really cool what they do. Um, so having just come off of back-to-back almost uh, cruises, one with Royal Caribbean and one with um, Celebrity, the, the kids' clubs are very different on these on these ships because Royal Caribbean is catering to kids and families big time. Same with Disney, you know they they want your they want your kids on there. They want every you know you to enjoy time as a family. On Royal Caribbean Symphony of, the, Symphony of the Seas, we did family science, where was it was a blast. We went in this science lab and made volcanoes out of the baking soda and the vinegar. It was it was an absolute <laughs> blast. And then they made a huge volcano for everybody to see, and it was supposed to go explode up to the ceiling and all that. Um, on Celebrity, it was definitely different. It it wasn't that they didn't want families on board or that they didn't have kids because they certainly did. It was just a lot smaller, but I think that was also a benefit Mm -hmm. because it was a lot of one-on-one time that uh, my daughter got with the, with the crew staff. And it was, it was, you know, like I said, a smaller area, but they went into some other places too. Um, They had this giant light bright on the wall and she absolutely loved it. It was so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was, you know, so so it was definitely a different kind of experience, but she was wanting to go to the kids club even more on the celebrity ship than on the Royal Caribbean ship where she already had friends from, mm-hmm. you know, previous cruises. She knew some of the kids. So it was, we had a fantastic experience. One, and then activities, I have to brag <laughs> on Celebrity Cruise Line for this amazing thing that they did where they put out a um, laser maze. Oh, I it, saw it made, your pictures you like, of this. Yes. It was so fun. Sarah and I had a blast going through it. Nora, my daughter, had the most fun. We were in there for <laughs> like two hours. Um, so it was it was a laser maze like you see in a heist movie or something. And I mean, it's like you've always wanted to do it, but never thought you could because where would you unless you're planning a heist which don't talk about that on a podcast but you know it it was so fun so they had ones where you got to go through the maze and be all 
you know, limber and bendy and all that stuff, which, you know, was not that easy. And then they had ones where you go and try and break all the lasers. Um, it was just an absolute blast and we all had the best time with it. So that was definitely unique and something that Celebrity did that was definitely more family or adult friendly than just dropping your kids which, off at the kids Which, you know, at, you know, on Disney Cruise Line, adults are not allowed. You can go in on the first day and they kind of have a little open house and you can look around right. and see where your children will be playing. But for the most part, no adults allowed in the kids club. So it's nice that Celebrity lets you go play together, which is cool. Yeah. And, th- and this was not in the kids club. It was in a different place, but there was, I felt like there was just more opportunities out and about the ship, um, to, to go play. And it's not that the different other cruise lines don't have things going on, you know, like Royal Caribbean has their parade and the promenade and definitely some activities, but this, this just felt a little bit more adult, but in a very free, free and fun way. And I think that's a good uh, time to mention too that each cruise line really has its own personality. So not every cruise line is going to be for everybody. Um, so like you were saying, the cl- uh, kids clubs on Celebrity are a little bit smaller. It's because they don't cater to children the way other cruise lines do. So they do welcome children on board and they have activities and programs, but that's not who they're trying to attract on board. Um, it's really going to be more adults. Um, so it is a nice thing when you ha- bring children on board because then they really get the one-on-one attention. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, they, they loved it. And my kid absolutely loved it, especially Eden and some of the other places that are typically adult type places. But you know, it was, she, it was, we all loved it. She loved it. It was a really great experience, but it was different for, you know, it was definitely different from Disney because it's not Disney. It's so. Well, they were so into the the laser maze that we have a little group text message that Sarah and Charla must not have been together at that point in time because I was getting text message messages going, here's my score. Oh my gosh, I beat this person. And I'm sitting at home going, oh, I don't get to go play laser tag. It's not fair. The funny thing is we were together the whole time, but we, uh, anyway, (laughs) um, it was just, but that's, that's another thing. Sending, if I had tried to send that message on Disney Cruise Line, that would have taken all my, um, all my internet (laughs) that I had purchased for the day. So uh, celebrity, it was unlimited, so it didn't matter, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And definitely I would, I would do any of these cruise lines again. Um, And I I mean, my preferences are going to be Disney, Royal Caribbean, or Celebrity over NCL, but there was nothing wrong with NCL at all. I just, you know, most of my loyalty points are with the other three, so (laughs) that's why I'm going to stick with with those. So, all right. Is there anything else that we forgot to mention? Um, I don't don't think so. I think really um, research is key when you're booking a cruise because like Charla mentioned, all the cruise lines go everywhere. There's only so many islands or Mediterranean ports that these ships can fit in. Um, So really think about the cruise line, the personality of the cruise line, and the ship itself and the amenities of the ship and see if that's something that appeals to you. Um, Because somebody that is 22 is going to have a very different um, idea of what makes a good cruise than somebody who is 52. And so you just want to make sure you pick the right line and the right ship for your interests. Yeah. 
All right, so we'll wrap it up, and we are going to record shortly a uh, patron exclusive for those of you who support us on Patreon, and we appreciate that. And I think we're going to mention our favorite port that we've ever been to with a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe it'll be like a top two or something. We'll it's see. probably going to wind up being like, <laughs> we're just going to name all the ports. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you'd like to hear that, you can support us on Patreon and we really appreciate your help. Um, and also, I need to say thank you to Jody for giving us this uh, idea for a podcast topic. So you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess on Instagram, Diz Park Princess. Facebook, also Diz Park Princess, or on Twitter at Disney Park Prin, and then the number one. And of course, you can always find us here, however you're listening to us, and at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.